0: happy friday today we're gonna show you on episode 97 how to give yourself an upgrade we're gonna get into this how we doing this is rob Foster with rbf fitness and nutrition the value that you bring to the marketplace you know what your passion is you know why you do what you do so racism it's out there but it doesn't have to stop you just because somebody might look at you a certain way that doesn't have to stop your forward progress that's where you have to eliminate the excuses you're going to make that game plan say for me to get to that point All right, here we go. So first, I want to say thank you to everyone. So I've been speaking out on some controversial topics this week, and the amount of support that I have been getting from everyone has been amazing. So thank you very much because these top, these things need to be be spoken about, and they need to be spoken about in a rational manner. So thank you for the uh, for having my back and not letting the Facebook trolls take over. And so with that being said, also thank you for the support of the new show, We Bought to Get Deep with Robert B. Foster. That's going to be Mondays at 11 o'clock. And this week, next week's topic is, did Derek Chauvin get a fair trial? So that should be a fun conversation. But like I said, somebody's going to talk about this stuff, so I'll throw my hat in the ring. So today's topic, we're going to talk about giving yourself an upgrade. And before I bring on my guest, I want to talk a little bit about success, because I spoke at a workshop a couple of days ago, and people's people's vision of success, it varies. So there isn't just one thing, because there are people who are filthy rich, have all the fancy cars and the fancy houses, and the miserable. So is that person actually a success? And then there's someone who may live very humbly, drive humbly, have modest earnings, But they're truly happy and doing what they're passionate about. So when we're we're having this discussion about giving yourself an upgrade, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about you, how you see yourself, how you see the world and the impact that you're going to leave behind when your time on this earth is over. So we're going to talk about that. And joining me in this conversation, so I met this man through the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition, and he doesn't know this, but <laughs> when when I first heard him, I was judging him because he's a CrossFit guy, you know. And so you know, like some CrossFit guys get their own their own li- little sti- stigma to them. But I saw him speaking at a town hall with the then Lieutenant Governor, and, uh, and I was like, why, why is this CrossFit guy get getting all the press? And so, but anyway, I'm glad I put my own. Uh, Preconceived notions aside, I got I got to know him. We spoke at an event in Providence and got that's the first time I actually got got to speak to him live. And he's a he's a cool dude. He's a knowledgeable dude. He's he's a passionate dude. He cares about his people. He cares about helping small businesses and he's an advocate in the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. So welcome to the show, Judah Boulet. Welcome.
1: Hey Rob, thanks very much for having me. My plan. All I'm making a difference.
0: Nice. <laughs> Love it. All right. So what what type of power? Oh, man. So if you look at one of my mentors, you know, his life was completely changed because of a book that he read. Mm-hmm. And because his life was changed and the trajectory of his life was changed, he was then able to come into my life and change my life. So it's like that one book has the opportunity to touch multiple lives even if they haven't read that book, just because they're attached to the person who has read that book. Absolutely, absolutely. So I actually took a couple of classes with CrossFit Providence. This was years ago, and then with Down City CrossFit. That one's not there anymore. the The Down City one I liked. It was super small, right? So like, there was only I think eight people per class, so you you got a lot of instruction. Whereas CrossFit Providence was like a factory, <laughs> so right. it, was, it was. I think I did one. It was forty-one people in there. There were two instructors, and I'm just like, someone's gonna pop their spine.
1: <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, Back in the day, I I was a co-owner of CrossFit Providence. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then I sold my share in 2012, and then I opened the gym in uh, in Smithfield, um, okay. and. But like I, I know, you know, I'm I'm an OG in the CrossFit world. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, went to regionals to compete in 2011 with the team, and nice. like, and then, but like that was back then. Um, this is now. Like you know, you just evolve and you grow with your mindset towards training, towards you know life and um, your you know what you see as you know lifelong sustainable fitness, what you see as training for sport, you know, and 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 your place in that realm. So. Um, so there's like, you know, in, in terms of CrossFit, there's training CrossFit for sport, and then there's training using CrossFit methodology to train for lifelong sustainable fitness. I'm more on that lifelong sustainable fitness end, yes. and others are on that CrossFit for sport. There's no yeah. wrong to either one, Yeah. you know, um, it, it, but because it, both sides are getting healthy and using exercise and, you know, being productive, um, so... Um, yeah, and, and making changes in people's lives, you know. Yes,
0: yeah, and I say that's true of any of any branch of fitness. Whether it's it's yoga, if yoga does it for you, then do do yoga. If kickboxing does it for you, do do kickboxing. Like, I because people will always ask like, "What's the best thing to do?" It's like, "What do you What do you enjoy doing?" Right. So, so what do you enjoy? I mean, obviously, I know you have to think about injuries and stuff, but it's like, but what do you like me? I don't enjoy kickboxing. I I just don't enjoy it. You right. know? And, and for for a while there I actually used to teach it and that, that was the only class I dreaded teaching because I didn't enjoy it
1: <laughs> right yeah you know, that's the thing like if somebody wants to like bang heavy weights around and and they're they're using that to stay healthy and stay fit and you know to drive a healthy lifestyle um so that's great you know if somebody wants to do and like just go and play tennis daily or play racquetball, you know, as long as people are getting up and exercising and moving their bodies, you know, because like we're designed to move. Right. Yeah. Like This 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 platform we we possess is designed to move. It's not designed to sit behind a desk and and watch TV and, to, you know, eat potato chips. And <laughs> you know, we're designed to, like, move around and get a lot of activity um, and whatever drives people to sustainably do that and enjoy it so that it's not a chore. Um, then, you know, like that's awesome. And that's why there's so many different branches of fitness. That's why there's so many different, you know, um, types of things out there and kudos to, you know, all of those, you know, my mindset on that changed a lot. Right. Because like, I think before, you know, when in my immature mindset, right. It was like, Oh, I want to, you know, everybody should be doing this. Mm -hmm. But now as I get older, it's like, no, like everybody should just, just needs to move. And needs to have fun. Um, And if they want to compete in something, whatever that is, then train to compete and do it to the best of your ability. If you want to if you want to just take an hour a day to work out for your own sanity, then then do that to the best of your ability. If you want to just go, you know, like rollerblade or or um, hike or whatever, do that to the best of your ability. But just do something, get up, move and and stay as healthy as you can. Absolutely. So it def- definitely started not the way I said we were going to start, but
0: um, <laughs> see, but that's why I like the organic conversation because you never really know where it's going to lead. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right, Rather than just having preset stuff, but that's just me. But so just let everyone know, you know, just who is Judah? Like, what do you, what do you stand for?
1: Wow. All right. So that's a pretty uh, detailed question in depth. <laughs> um, so uh, there's three things I am, right? So first and foremost, um, I'm a father. I have two young boys, um, one soon to be nine and then one who's six. They're my world. And everything I do is, you know, with them in mind, um, to make them like the most, um, kick ass little boys, uh, to turn into grown men as they can be. But by not just kick ass, like I want them strong of body, strong of mind, strong of character. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm a coach. Um, you know, if I look back or I, I'm in, I'm in, I've always been in the um, jobs of service to others, right? So um, my jobs in college, you know, were in, right after college were like waitstaff, right? So if I wasn't in school, I was either um, bartending or working in service industries. Um, after I got out, the jobs that I really gravitated to was t- teaching, know service to others i taught at community colleges teaching sciences and then i taught at a high school being a high school um, science teacher for 10 years during that time i also coached rugby um and so like i've been a coach you know and then i left teaching to run my gym full-time where i was coaching people in fitness nutrition life and lifestyle um and then the other part of me is uh, i'm just a lifelong learner like um my background is science i went to i went from high school to college and majored in biology because i really loved to learn about science um and then I, was, I went for my master's degree i got my master's degree i was going for my phd in the same um because i love science but being in a lab did not meet like the characteristics for me where i would be successful as a um, just or enjoy myself um, so i left grad school, didn't get my PhD. I could have. I just didn't want to go through four more years of lab work yeah. and um, got into teaching. And, you know, but even when I was teaching, I was like, all right, well, maybe I should go for my master's of education. So I started taking classes for my master's of education. But the problem was I wasn't learning from the coursework there. Okay. Right? Um So like I did some classes here and there, I, I but I got most of the learning from reading. And then when I got into opening my gym, being involved in the business end of gyms, you know, like I really got into learning about strength and conditioning and nutrition. And, but then I realized that running a business was more important to the, what I knowledge I had on strength and conditioning. So I needed to learn how to run a business. So I started doing reading and investigating how to run a business and I learned that. And I hired a coach to teach me how to run a business better. And then I got invited to the Goldman Sachs 10K small business program, oh, nice. which was 16 weeks of teaching me how to run a business. And that really spurned me into saying, you know, what? I really love this business aspect, I want to learn more. I never thought I would love the business side of things as much as I did. And now I'm enrolled in an MBA program because I want to learn all aspects of business and you know business administration. And like right now, like I'm taking two kick ass classes um strategic management and marketing strategy and both of them like i'm learning so much and i'm three weeks in i've learned so much already um because these teachers like don't just teach from the book they use real life examples of companies and corporations and like when you bring case studies into teaching like that's where the true learning um happens and yeah so and so that's where i am right now um so i um So, yeah, so I'm a father, I'm a coach, and I'm a lifelong learner. Lifelong learner. Love it. So what was your dream job growing up? Oof. so I think back, if I think back to high school, I wanted to do, be a doctor, right? Um, Now, when I was in high school, that thing called the Internet wasn't (laughs) like it is today, right? It was like a little you know small computer screen with like text that came up and like there's no images and so like you know i went to college again i wanted to do do um become a doctor but do research as a as a doctor i didn't know of all the different um jobs in healthcare being like nurse practitioner physician's assistant you know i was just like md and like my, I, I don't know if it was the advising or my fault or I just didn't look at other health service careers. So when being a doctor wasn't going to. Um, and the other part was that like my first few years of college, I didn't do poorly, but I didn't know how to learn from me. And I didn't do as well as I could have. Somehow my junior year of, of college, I figured out how I learned and and I kicked butt my junior and senior year. But by then, you know, your GPA set, you know, you know, you, 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 you know, so I was going down a different trajectory, um, but I really like science. So um, I always knew I w- thought I wanted to do research, but then when I started to do research, I realized what scientific research in the field that I had chosen was like, and it wasn't for me. Okay. So then you, you have to reevaluate, you know? Um, and yeah, and that's how I just kind of like fell into teaching re-evaluate. I like that word. I wrote that one down. All right. So you're teaching now. So you you were teaching what grade level? So I was teaching high school for I did ten years of teaching high school, high school. chemistry and biology. Um, before that, I was teaching at various community colleges. I taught um, anatomy, taught physiology, I taught general biology, I taught chemistry. Um, right. So those are like the subject matters I, I I I you know I taught and then um that kind of like segued into like my understanding and the knowledge i from strength conditioning in the realm and then you know i i found CrossFit, and you know i i kind of got obsessed with it like most people who's, who do when they first find it like mm-hmm. especially back i was an earlier adopter of it yeah um, back in 20, 2008 was when i did my first crossfit workout okay. um so um and then, yeah, everything just like, you know, segued from there to where I wanted to be involved in a gym and then sold that one, then opened my own. And then I, you know, because of my kids, I got into sports performance and movement because young kids don't move like they they used to. Uh, at least I feel they don't. they don't. And so now I I sold my CrossFit and I'm I'm trying to figure out my next steps with my sports performance. But then I also want to coach small business owners. And help small business owners succeed um, and thrive because if it wasn't for a business coach, my business wouldn't have succeeded and thrived to the point where I could sell it post COVID and you know and and do fairly well.
0: Okay, so now, so you're, you're teaching and you start working at a gym. When did you start having the feelings that you want you want to gravitate
1: more to the gym side? Um, so I opened my gym in 2013 and for four and a half years, I ran, I, the gym was a part was a hobby business. Um, my, the school that I was teaching at, um, you know, I came, it was a commute, divorced dad, Catholic school, our commute. My priority was my kids. Yeah. It just, it, it was in the both parties' best interest to part ways. Okay. Um, and so I was like, so I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, I'm just going to work at the gym full time. And I get to the gym full time. And in September, 2017, like segued my way in there that summer. And then I started, you know, I was there all the time anyways, but now I'm there full time. My full time job is running the gym. Yeah. And I start looking at, you know, we had another business partner running things for us and other coaches and I start looking at the books and the numbers more methodically. And I'm like, where's all the money? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, you know, and like, I was like, you know, if we looked at the numbers and what bills was like negative, negative, a slow decline. Yeah. And I'm like, if we continue this trajectory, we're not going to be here in six months. And then I'm out of a job. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those where I was like, all right, well, what do I need to do? I need to improve this business. And I just dove headfirst in, um, you know, I was actually trying to get my uh, certification for teaching and I to just burned the boats. I was like, Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have a backup plan. I'm going to focus and invest in this and I'm going to do this without a backup plan. Cause this is going to succeed. Um, and so I started taking all the necessary steps and one of those is just admitting that I didn't have all the answers myself mm-hmm. and to look for help. And I looked for help and you know that's where I got uh, got my first I found a group where I did business coaching. and I my first you know peer, biz, peer, peer mentoring, nice. but led by a business coach and my first coach business coach Jamie Gallagher, um, he saved me in my gym with his with his guidance you know i did i did most of the work but he was the one who like guided me there to like you know when there's hard decisions hard decisions to make you know like he was the one like yep you're doing the right thing you gotta make the decision just pull the band-aid off stop stop stalling (laughs) you know and and then that really helped and then the business just slowly started to grow from there
0: yeah and it's absolutely amazing how that works and Our our starts are very similar. I was managing in restaurants, and then I started training in my garage. And same thing. It was was more so for me. It was an outlet for me just because, you know, same thing with I have five kids, and I was just starting to have to miss a lot of things because of the restaurant schedule and had to, you know, say, all right, I'm going to take this Saturday off, and then somebody's out sick, and then now I have to go in on my day off. And, And it was just starting to frustrate me. So I was using the gym really more as an as just an outlet, and then it just started to grow and started to grow more and then grow more and it grew to the point to where uh, city zoning came and knocked on my door. <laughs> it was right. like, uh, you know, we're getting complaints that you're running a gym here. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, I, I work out here. So I had you know a couple of friends come over we work out. You know, so so I hustled a little, but but then I ended up just moving to a playground across the street. And I was training there and, and it grew up to like, you know, I'd have 40, 50 people in in the class. I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> you know? And yeah. then, then I ended up losing my, my management job. This was in 2009 at the height of the recession. Yeah. So they cut me and they kept my assistant cause I made a lot, a lot more than my assistant did. And then same thing. I was like, you know what? I can just do this full time. I said, I actually like this. <laughs> Right. It's like I was dreading going into a restaurant. It's like, yeah, I wrote my own schedule, but they pretty much tell you how long you gotta be there. So it's like I really didn't. And you know, I just I just got tired of putting out fires every single day. Like I just got tired of like having a nice smooth day was rare. There's right. always some type of nonsense going on. And now I'm like, hey, here are people they're they're happy to see me and I'm actually adding value to their lives right and like that's that's when my own personal development started to shift but you know you get around other people who are in the same boat you don't you don't grow so so i ended up going to fitness business summit out in california in 2014 and that opened up my eyes to what's actually possible yeah and that that changed that changed absolutely everything and one of the people up on stage said exactly what you said, because like while I was doing my business, I was also working at Workout World, FM Global, Bank of America, like doing corporate fitness for those places and doing mine. And they said, if you have a plan B, plan A is never going to come to fruition.
1: Right. So for for me, you know, like one of the things, you know, like I, if I look back at it right when I so I owned one gym. I had sharing share in that i sold that to open this one with partners um i wasn't a business person right i had no idea about business i just thought it yeah. was really cool to own a gym and when <laughs> i right because like i was more on the coaching side and you know i look back and when i sold the first place to open the second one you know i was looking at the, the as an investment in like my retirement you know, I didn't realize how difficult it is to make money in the fitness business, right? Like it just—it's—it's it's not as easy as you know it looks from the outside, right? With overhead and equipment and all the things that you that that need to be done. Um, there's ways to do it profitably, but then, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's a grind. Um, and I look back, and I'm not sure if you know, like, if I opened it because of ego, partly, you know, I wanted what drove me, but. You know i look now and be like that's like the worst reason to open a business right and like so like you know that ryan holiday book ego is the enemy yeah. you know it's like it's extremely true yeah. um but you know the one of the reasons why like you know i sold for a couple of different reasons and but one of the main two reasons why i sold is that like my mindset right like i love coaching people and and i'm a technician and helping them move yeah. but the the group dynamic, like I, I I like interactions, I like personal interactions, I like conversations. But coaching a group class is not necessarily where I shine. Like if to walking around the room and helping each individual person, but like that rah rah here we yeah. go guy, you know that's just not me. That's um, me, and, and that's you, right? <laughs> like we each have our different strengths. Yeah, um, but you know it's, it's fixing some technique piece, but like the i really enjoyed business development right like where could i take my business but the problem was i grew my business in so many different directions without the infrastructure in place Mm -hmm. and all the pieces that i had before i grew it to the next piece so you know i kind of like grew too fast without the infrastructure but Mm -hmm. but i learned from my i learned from my mistakes and you know i i have i had too many pieces and i had to downsize the number of pieces i wanted to be involved in Right. So and that's one of the reasons why like I had a you know like I loved going to the Jimmy Jay. I loved interacting with my members, right? I loved having that piece because it was like my social network too. Yeah. But from a business standpoint, you can't in order to have grown the one side, I would have had to get rid of the other two pieces. Mm. And I didn't necessarily want to get rid of the other pieces I had because the other pieces was more where my passions lay right now, um, especially with sports performance, because that's where my, what my kids are involved in. So, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I, I sold my CrossFit side uh, to somebody who was gonna come in and really take care of that and grow it and nurture that piece of the business. And now I'm gonna focus on the sports performance, but I also was focusing on business performance. So I want I want things to be more Um, Not like this big group class thing, but more structured and more focused coaching, whether it's coaching for um, athletes to make them better athletes so that they reduce their risk of injury and just kick butt on the field, or with small businesses where they, you know, um, reduce their risk of closing, right, and start to kick butt in the the industry that they're in. Love it. Love it, love
0: it. So So – One thing you said earlier is what I really want to focus in on is when you said, this is going to succeed. Cause, cause I think there's too, there's too many times. I mean, as human beings, we're programmed to look for, for things that scare us, you know, like it's in, it's in our DNA. Like we're always going to look at the, the what ifs, but there's not enough of the damn it. This is going to succeed. You know what I mean? So how did you build that level of confidence? Um,
1: I don't know. I think I had, I don't know exactly how I built that level of confidence. I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a confident person to begin with. Yeah. Right. Um. So I have faith in me and my abilities. So I just said, there's no other option, but for this to, succeed um and you know i just didn't look back like i didn't like question myself like i didn't give myself what ifs right like i just like all right this will this is gonna succeed i'm gonna make it happen um and i just went to work you know like i i don't there's not a lot of moments where like once I set my mind to something right like i i don't have like yeah, you know, there's not a lot of times where like I let self doubt creep in. That's awesome.
0: It's like I tell people all the time, making the right decision, it's actually very easy. I said people just complicate it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's because you're not you're not fully vested in whatever it is you want to do. Like if it's something simple like, you know, drink half your body weight in ounces of water. Oh, that's so hard. It's it's really it's really not this is thirty two ounces, you drink three of them, you're done. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's that simple. But you know, it's just because people people don't have their eye on the prize. So, when you were going through through the process, were you operating with a with the end in mind type of mindset?
1: Um so if end means selling the business, I didn't have an exit goal, right? I didn't until they took the Goldman Sachs program. Yeah did that the the idea of having an exit strategy ever come to mind um i was super passionate about owning the gym i was super passionate about making the gym successful i was super passionate about providing a place for people in my community to get fit um and the and that was like you know there was no no other focus but making the making it succeed because like I had to feed my kids. I had to pay my mortgage, right? This is, you know, I took a big pay, pay cut from teaching to be at my gym full time. And, you know, success meant that I was able to pay myself, mm-hmm. right? I was able to um, pay my staff. I was able to keep the doors open and there was not going to be, I wasn't going to sweat, have to like sweat it about making all those things happen, right? Yeah um and so i just went about that and you know and then opportunities presented themselves and i seized those opportunities to just continue to grow the businesses
2: um
1: and then you know before covid like you know if we if we're looking back at january of 2020 you know i had corporate i had a corporate wellness component I had a couple corporate wellness accounts, which were like very lucrative mm-hmm. um, for a small business. I had a growing gym business and I had a growing sports performance business. And all three were really starting to take off. Um, and 2020 was supposed to be my best year yet, you know? Um, and it just didn't happen that way, right? Yeah. But we did okay in 2020. You know, I managed to leverage all the pieces of you know that you know that were afforded to small businesses. You know, I, I leveraged those to the best of my ability, um, made opportunities. But like, it COVID and the shutdown sucked. But obstacles came out of it. You know, from every obstacle, there's you know the obstacles the way, right? Like there's opportunities which present themselves in really bad um, situations, right? And. You know, like I'm sitting here talking to one, right? Like we would never, we might not have ever crossed paths if it wasn't for the pandemic and the advocacy work we both did, yeah. right? Like the small business coalition may never have come to fruition, or I wouldn't have met um, the people um, in there, and you know, and taken a care about them and their businesses and their industries um, surviving and thriving. You know, because I didn't, I didn't um, realize the scope of the impact small businesses have on this country even though the goldman sachs program said it i didn't like i was more um me and my business focused yeah and now i'm looking at like and the, and like now i'm looking at like hey all business focused all businesses need to, you know small businesses need sound business practices all small businesses need the ability to survive on their own um situations like the pandemic so how can we build up all small businesses so that way that they're like pandemic proof again, you know, um, so that they have the procedures and um, and and the, the bank reserves in place um, just in case something like that happens again. If, the, you know, you know, or, or a different situation, you know, um, all that then wouldn't have come to me or been a new uh, generated a passion in me had it not been for the pandemic. Right. And it pushed me to sign up for my MBA. Right. It pushed me to want to advocate for small business. It pushed me to like, want to know what legislation is being passed, you know, and to take an active role instead of being a passive role and just hearing it down through the pipeline. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, So much. So much has come out of it. I mean, my podcast has come out of it. Like, I had everything ready for it, but I was just stolen, <laughs> you know, because just from, you know, being being with the kids. And it was more so just procrastination. But, you know, I could sit here and rattle off excuses, but I was procrastinating on it. But then when the gym got shut down, I mean, I did immediately switch to virtual, like most people. Like, I let people borrow, borrow equipment. Right. And I, I never stopped charging them. You know, so, right. so that that helped me. That helped me to stay to stay afloat. The, the ones that could continue continue paying. But I said at the end of the day, I said you're paying for me. <laughs> you know, so, right. I said you're still getting me. You're still getting my coaching, my accountability. I'm
1: still pushing you. It's right. just it's just through a screen. You know, right. so, I so just, that helped. We did I, that similar stuff too, but CrossFit's a lot different entity than you know, and it's really difficult to do that. Too. Yeah. So, well, no, yeah. Yeah, true. and so and I don't translate well to Zoom, right? Because I'm not mm-hmm. that like we just we're two different style. Yeah, you know, individuals. You're way more. You're so much more dynamic than me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know my limitations. You know, like you know where I areas where I excel, and I know areas where I don't excel. And like being a Zoom instructor, you know, that's not me. So like we mm-hmm. segued into a different model, right? Which still allowed us to you know do something similar yeah. um and and survive um but i wish i had something else for me because you know the the you know the the, the pandemic and that's why i think why the small business coalition really helped right because i didn't have anything else for me yeah outside and my mental status my mental health declined rapidly mm. um and I think that, but like, I think that's where the small business stuff really sparked the interest and in, and in, in got me going. Um, I just, you know, it's it's just one of those where like it, you know, yeah, it was just weird. Like, you know, you know how you procrastinate? I was like that every day because my mental health was like, you know, it was like I was bummed, and it let being bummed dictate my day instead of not not letting me dictate my day. Yes.
0: Exactly. And that's,
1: you know, and that's like, I think that's a lot of, um, you know, lessons, hard lessons learned, right? Yep. Absolutely. So that pushed me to
0: get going with this because, like, I've always wanted to be some type of entertainer. Like, I wanted to be on TV. Even now, I'm still trying to get get a TV job, <laughs> you know? So, like, I apply to whatever's in the area. And <laughs> so... If it can happen, great. I said, but if not, I'll always have this. Like, this this can't be, it can't be taken away. Right. You know, so like I can, because ha- I have a separate website too that stores them all. So let's just say Anchor, which is my podcast host. Let's say if Anchor gets shut down for whatever reason, you know, I still have these videos on YouTube. I have them on Facebook. Like, that's why I stream in mo- multiple places. But, but the big thing is I have them on a personal website too. Like, that's all mine. So if anything happens, I can just reroute traffic there. But I wanted something that I'm fully in control of. And then down the line, I can monetize it because I I, I can speak on a wide range of topics. And, just, and that's just from same thing, just 40, 46 years of life experience. Right. So there's a lot of things I can, I can speak on. And now starting to speak on more of the, the more controversial stuff is I'm getting a different audience in. You know, because there are people that like debate stuff. You know, not everyone likes the personal development talk. So so adding in that new element now said gives me a whole nother audience. So it's all about, like you said, reevaluate. Right.
1: No, that's awesome. Um yeah, like my I feel, you know, like I like public speaking, right? Like put me in front of an audience. I don't think I could ever be an entertainer. Yeah. But I like public speaking. I don't mind it. So and I like um, and I guess just guess that's from like teaching. So give a subject matter that I'm 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 confident about. Right. I don't mind standing up in front of an audience and talking about that. Yeah. Um, So and that's why like with like business development. Right. Like I've been through name 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 something like I'm a, have had experience with like 25 different segments of running a business. Right. I know enough on each of those to, to be deadly, you know, but I'm not like that. Like I'm not like the top level, you know, assassin on any one. Yeah. But I know enough to do damage or, you know, or or help on 25 different areas of like of business success. Yes. So yeah, um, I work work with people on their brand identity
0: because too many, too many times it's like, like we were saying earlier about, about ego. There are, there are some, some places where ego is necessary, right? right? There are some places, and your brand identity is one of them. It's, it's like when, when people go to your website, they should know without a doubt you are the one for this job. It's like right. you don't want to just be another, another fish in the sea, you know? So it's like I know you're very big into – into the foundation and the operational side. And I think this is why why we get along because like our our strengths actually complement each other. Right. You know, because mine, mine is I'm like, no, like when people go to your website, what's the first thing they see? You know, it's like, oh, when I say, tell me what you do in one sentence. And then people go off on this five minute rant. It's like, see, if if you can't be clear and concise, it doesn't you could be the best trainer, best best coach on earth. But if you can't get your message across Clearly and quickly, you're going to lose people.
1: Correct. Um, and you know, and that you know, like I've benefited from having coaches, which helped me to like, you know, with my brand identity. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, like for I have like the sports performance, right? I'll make you a better athlete. Yeah. Right. Like hands down, that's what I do. I'll make you a better athlete. Yeah. And for my business, business, it's like I'm helping gym owners succeed at their businesses. Right. So like many people who and I, I'm starting with gyms just because that's the niche I am. But I can help any business owner succeed at their business. Yeah. But, you know, like I made I have, you know, eight years of mistakes that I made and corrections and successes. You know, um, I've countless hours of coaching of my own, countless hours of learning and reading and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm confident that like I can help people succeed, you know, because too many people open their gyms for the same reason I opened a gym, you know, like they think it'd be really cool to do what they love doing as a business. Right. Yeah. I love being in the gym. I'm going to open up a gym. Right. I love corset. I want to open up a corset. I love baking. I'm going to open up a cupcake factory. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you know, like. I like making soup I make really good soup I'm gonna you know open up a soup store you know um, whatever it is but then they just all of a sudden open their business and the thing that they love to do becomes the thing that they despise doing because they're tied to it day and night Mm. you know and every and like they're doing all these things they didn't imagine themselves doing Right, because and they lose the love and the passion they had for the thing that they opened their doors for in the first place. So right, case in point,
0: I rent this is in twenty ten. I was renting space in a martial arts studio. So before it got to that point, my kids were taking karate there. So we had we had the family plan and those they were so friendly. They were so nice, so friendly there. They greeted the kids at the door, and they had a little coffee stand all set up. And then, remember when I love kickboxing started springing up everywhere? Yep, yep. So I actually bought bought into that because, like, I because well, they started an adult kickboxing program there, and I was like, we already have the family plan. Like, I've I've had had taken it at that point, so I was like, may as well. Like, it's not gonna cost me any extra money. And so I started taking taking kickboxing, like and they're they're martial artists too. So so like you learn like that real Muay Thai kind of yeah. kickboxing. So I liked it in the beginning because it was new, you know, the new shiny thing. But as they grew, their standards started getting lower and lower. So it was like I used to be one of eight to ten people in class. The next thing thing you know, there's like. 25 people in class and there's 40 people in class. Now there's three classes with like 30 to 40 people in them and they're just running around ragged in there. And then I ended up pulling the kids out of, of karate just because the, the, the service just went straight down. Nobody called me for six weeks I, I said, see, I said, this is the problem. I said, this is the problem. Before I'd missed a day or two and so, someone someone would, would call and say, hey, we're just making sure everything is okay. And, you know, is Kalen all right? And I said, I, I've been going for six weeks and you guys didn't even notice we weren't there. <laughs> I was like, and I've been paying you all along. <laughs> and you guys, but like, you guys grew way too fast. And then right. it, didn't, it became a chore. So like they lost that passion.
1: Right. Yeah. They, and this is growing fast and trying to find good employees in the business too. Yes. Right. So like, nobody's gonna just shut up and grind like <laughs> an owner will. Right. So like yeah. you have employees and like, it's really difficult um, to find great employees. And the other problem is that like the, you know, it's with, with the way margins are right. Like it's 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 just a very difficult position to to hire and to support. Yeah, you know, um, and so just trying to find that balance, um, you know, and just some businesses don't understand the need or the steps or where where they where they can make improvements on their business or how investments into their business is going to help cultivate the business long term, um, you know, and like. Like i said i grew too fast right so like i had two different too many different segments before i had full pieces if i can go back four years i know how to fix everything Mm. you know but it's when you have this big conglomerate not that i had a big conglomerate but if you have the the overall business that i had yeah like it's like it's almost like addition by subtraction
0: Mm. it's true that's that's you know it's cliche but the whole less is more right it's true. Yeah. Cause I used to try to shove everything into my fitness programs and, you know, throwing in yoga stuff, said with kickboxing and this and that. And then just once I just narrowed it down to just like basic core offerings that will help these women in everyday life. Like it's not so much about the, the scale and everything else. And I love going to the races cause I tell people, I said, this is your exam and they're like what do you mean i said it said think about it you know you're in school you you're doing homework you're doing projects you're doing reports and then at some point you take an exam i said this course is your exam and we're, we're going to see how your overall conditioning is and then right. pe- people go through and they end up doing things that they never thought was possible and it's like see i said that's what your training is
1: doing for you it's
0: making you into a, a level of badass that you didn't even know you had in you
1: Right. And that's why it's like like um, games for athletes yeah. is the reward for going to practice all week. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. And true. there's too many people who, especially, you know, they, they don't focus on practice and they only focus on the games. Mm-hmm. It should be vice versa. Yep. And okay. if they focused as much on practice and put the time in and effort in that practice, then the game so much better because yep. they're gonna shine even more.
0: Yeah, I loved I love the quote in um, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan, where someone says that as great as Michael Jordan was, people never got to see the best version of him because they said he played his heart out in practice. right like that's insane and i work with track athletes and i tell them all the time i'm like gold medals are won in practice you pick them up at the meet Mm -hmm. you know that's my standard quote for them
1: right like it's it's all about the training it's like um the sun tzu quote from the art of war right the victorious um it has it has to do with like the victorious warrior doesn't like the victory doesn't happen and actually in the actual fight yeah, it happens in the preparation for the fight. Yep, so, so true. I, you know, I, I can't remember the quote exactly, but um, but it's some it's some it basically summarizes that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, that's another one of those those times when you know ego is necessary. You know, like not to not to put down the other person, but you have to show up as the best version of you. It's like I used to step out onto the track and be like, "You guys are playing the second. <laughs> and I was like, I just had it in my mind. Like I, I busted my tail all week to win this event, not right. to participate, not to do okay. Like I, I, I'm stepping out to
1: win. Right. And that's why like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, um, you know, oh, you got lucky with that one. But, mm. you know, it looks back. Is it luck or is it preparation, right? Like exactly. if you weren't prepared to be ready at that moment when the exactly. opportunity presented itself, then you wouldn't have been lucky, yep. you know? So, you know, it's the preparation, being prepared, puts you in the position to succeed when opportunities present themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Like I remember when uh, my, twin, my twin boys, they were on the couch. I, I was actually getting ready to go to a track meet. This was in 2019. And I said to him, I said, all right, but I said, bye boys, I'll be coming back with three gold medals. And my son, Benjamin says, oh, you just think you're gonna win? And I looked back and I said, I trained for 10
1: weeks. I said, I expect to win. I was like, absolutely. Right. And, but that's that uh, that undying confidence in yourself and your abilities, right? Based upon your preparation. Yep. And, you know, and the thing is, though, I'm sure that if you didn't come back with three gold medals and it was only two, you knew you still succeeded because you put everything you had out there and you trained as hard as you could. And, you know, there's no looking back and nothing to be disappointed about, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, you know, and like I coach rugby at Bryant University, and I tell my guys, I don't care if you make mistakes as long as they're aggressive mistakes, tentative mistakes, I'm not a fan of. And it doesn't matter if if you guys go out there and play to the best of your abilities as hard as you can and do everything that you can do, right? It doesn't matter what the score is because you've already succeeded for the day. You've already yeah. won, right? Yeah. So it's all about, you know, it's, and I know it's cliche, but it's like, it's how you play the game, right? So yeah. you play with strong discipline, you play with strong will, you play with strong character. And, you know, if you go out and at the end of the day, you know, the ball doesn't bounce your way, that's okay because you did everything you're able to do. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. And that and that and then that's successful, right? Like, yes. you know, any coach who gets pissed at their team for giving it their all but not getting the victory is not a coach. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I was coaching 14U girls basketball in Providence. Our team we made it to the championship game, which we weren't even like on paper we shouldn't have. But like one one big thing that I did differently was I didn't let the girls touch of basketball for the first two weeks we did all defense all defense because most most you start with dribbling drills and running drills and shooting drills uh we did all defense for the first two weeks and that's what our strengths were We, we were very good in stopping the other team and then once we started shifting back to an offensive focus you know things started to click but but we had that defense first mentality you know, it's like how many steals are you gonna get? How many rebounds are you gonna get? You know, because people always say how many points you're gonna get. Right? It's what, it's what they always say. It's like, you know, you know, how many just went right down the list of just those defensive stats. And so we're in the championship game. Now the other team, they were definitely a better team. Like they, they had a superstar on their team. So we knew she's gonna get her share of points. I said, but we have to really lock down the others. And so at the half, we were down by seventeen. And the girls were kind of defeated. And I looked at them. I was like, I want you guys to know something. When we played last week in the semis, I got your all for the entire game. You know, like on paper, we shouldn't have beat that team. And we blew them out of the gym. I said, why are we letting one girl get in our head? I I said, don't worry about stopping her. Band together and stop the other four. I said you guys do that, we'll get back in this game. And we, we ended up losing by four. But we made it competitive. Right. You know? and pretty much the same thing. Like I gave them a speech at the end. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, that was a championship performance. Right. I was like, I was like, you know, they ended up getting the trophy. I said, but you played like champions
1: today. Yep. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And that's why, like, um, you know, I try to and still in my kids, it's not like, you know, it's all about giving it your all and, and not quitting and, you know, um, and playing, you know, and like the other thing that I, I you know, in rugby is like, a, it's a contact sport. It's a collision sport, right? Yeah. You're going to get dirty stuff happen here and there, you know, hopefully not much, you know, but it's how you respond to that. And it's how you respond to the referee. Like yes. you can't, you you know, like you don't like the ref's call. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. Right. You don't worry about it. You focus on the things that you can control in the game, yeah. right? You focus on you. You focus on what your team's doing. You focus on what you can control. You yeah. can't control the ref. You arguing with the refs, not going to change a call, but focus on the things that you can control, right? You can control your response to a cheap shot. Right. And you know that if your response to a cheap shot is you throwing it back, that's probably going to get seen and then you're going to get penalized. But if you control your response and be like, all right, well, you know, that guy's not as talented as me. That's why he has to be cheap.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: And nice you free. go back, you play in the game hard, right. And to your best ability, then those are the things you can control. Right. So it's, it's play to the best of your ability, play as hard as you can, focus on you and, you know, success, you know, success, is going to occur. And, you know, and like you said, we've had that discussion. Everybody's definition of success is different. Yeah. Right. Um, So, you know, and I think it's all relevant upon like the situation.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I can deal with, with losing, but like if somebody beats me, they're going to have to have a career day. That, that's just that's just what it boils down to it's like, it's like you will have had to gotten every inch on that long jump board or every possible vertical height in the high jump to beat me <laughs> like that, that's that's just how I'm wired and even I was playing basketball with a bunch of people like we were talking about earlier and I was by far the oldest one there and so we were actually down 20 to 19 and I had the ball in my hand and in my mind I'm like this game is over you know, we were playing a 20, to, to a 21. I motioned for my son. My son came over, gave me a screen. I went off the screen, shot up two-pointer, and, I, I like, I just knew it. You know, right. it, it wasn't a, oh, I need to make this. It, you know, it's like with, when you get emotionally charged, as you know, your body secretes adrenaline. Adrenaline right. is power, you know. So instead of using that power, acting a fool, channel that into your sport.
1: Right. No, that definitely. Um, and the thing is, though, I'm sure that the instances where you did not win mm-hmm. were learning opportunities to make you even better for the next go-round. Yes. Right? So, like, it's all about, you know, and, like, that happens in life, that happens in business, right? Like, you know, like, I failed in love many times. I'm a divorced dad, you know? Don't but, mind. like, that – but I allowed myself to be open to the areas where I failed Yes. And to learn to make myself a better partner for for someone else, you know, like in my business, I made many mistakes and like in bookkeeping and, you know, like employee management and um, running the business, paying bills or, you know, whatnot. And but from each one, I learned and I grew and I evolved and it made me a stronger businessman. Um, you know, and it's, it's same, you know, it's, you know, the first, the first class I taught was not best class I ever taught, you know, yeah. and the last class I taught wasn't the best class I ever taught, mm. you know, because it, you know, it just, because there's probably mistakes made and I can learn from mistakes or I could do something even better. Yeah. And it's about exploring and trialing and, and, you know, to, to just make improvements.
0: Yeah. Like that's why professional athletes watch tape, you know, it's like, they're not watching tape of all the great things you did. You know, you're you're watching for the areas
1: that, that you can, you can improve upon. Right. You know, know, and and that's, you know, and, and that's why I said I'm a lifelong learner. Cause like, you know, even to this day I make a boatload of mistakes Right. I might not handle the situation well. And then I sit back and it eats away at me and I'm like, how could I have done that better? Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's why like, you know, lifelong learning just in terms of subject matter, but just in terms of like me. Yeah. So, and you used another key word
0: there evolved. Like some people are so afraid to change, but if you want change, then you have to change that's that's just how that works. you know right. so so in order for me to wanna to want try to reach the masses, I have to be willing to take criticism. I right. don't re- I don't really like taking criticism. I like to be liked, you know, but and it doesn't even matter how good of a stance you take. like I was being dragged in this one thread because they w- it was about um uh, systemic racism. and I had said, all, all a person needs is a goal and passion to go after the goal and they can make it in this world. What is wrong with that statement? <laughs> and I got dragged on that thread. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? But you have to be willing to take those shots if you want to be
1: an influencer. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, that's, you know, um, you, you want to, you, you know, it's kudos to you for broaching those. Those really hot topics, um, <laughs> you know, and that, but that's you know that, that but that's what drives you, right? Yeah. Yep. And if that's what drives you, you know, and and I'm sure in a year, if you go back and look at that post, you're not mm-hmm. going to be ashamed of what you wrote, but you maybe will say, hey, you know what? I probably could have done this a little differently, or or mm-hmm. tweaked the wording this little bit to you know, to, or responded to that person's comment this way yeah Uh, I mean
0: I actually got a lot of support on it as as well you know like a lot lot of people saying hey you know like you were you were brave to make that statement you know especially on on this thread you know but but what I've what I've learned is that I'm working for the people that support my message right I'm, I'm not working against the ones who don't right you know, and, and and I feel like that's the same in business too, because some sometimes like you have to make decisions that someone's not gonna like it.
1: Right. But, oh, yeah, but that's, you have yeah, but you, you have, have to, to do what's you have best to for you. It, right. And, yeah. and that's that's the hardest part of being a business owner, right? Because yes. like you know, somebody else always knows how to do it better, but they're not in your shoes and they don't have all the information that you have, and yeah, you know, and it's 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 tough, you know, to make hard decisions um, sometimes, especially when they affect other people. Um, you know, and, but, but you live and you learn and, you know, um, you, you know, like the, the whole evolve thing and you have to be adaptable, right? Like, yep. you know, I'm a science teacher, right? Evolution's the forefront of, <laughs> of biology, you know, having yep. the adaptations to survive given the situation, the mm-hmm. time and the environment. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, if you want to be successful in life, you have to, you know, constantly adapt. Based upon the times and the situations,
0: yes, and 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 like I know we're we're coming up on time, but uh, that that's like with with these restaurants you now 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 that they're they're at more of a capacity, it's like I'm just hoping that for, for the ones that had to switch to a takeout only, that you you established a system to keep that going,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know. So like if they just were completely revert back to what they were doing. Then they're not going to be ready for the next time this happens.
1: Right. Hopefully, there's not a next time. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, but but you know, I mean, but you know, now that's it's, the thing. You know, you would yeah. think the United States, like you know, one of the things that this showed was the state of this health in the United States. Yeah. And if people were healthier individuals, they'd be more resilient, yeah. and we'd have better outcomes as a country. Um. And I'm hoping that the same mistakes nationwide don't you know people just who decided to use this as their opportunity to get healthy Mm -hmm. don't revert back yes
0: yeah see my my line my way of thinking is like if you have a heart attack chances are you're gonna watch your blood pressure you're gonna watch your cholesterol it's like you're gonna take steps to not have another heart attack (laughs) you know so so like yeah hopefully this never happens again but it happens so fast Caught us all off guard, you know. It's like having an insurance policy, you know. So like, you kind of have to take that into consideration. Like, if this happens again, what are we gonna do? So, so I'm just saying, people put like they basically put a stronger revenue revenue stream in. Like, don't take it away. Like people who who expanded their seating capacity, you know, don't revert back. It's like it's like keep it there. Like like you gave yourself extra earning capacity, so. I just hope, like, like with me, I still do vir- virtual classes. Uh, do I like it? No, but I don't have to do anything else. So, like, while I'm teaching class, I just have a phone in my hand because, like, I have I have people, have someone in Boston, someone in Toronto, you know, just wow. a, cu- a couple people that just don't want to come back, back in the gym yet, you know, and so I get them up on virtual, and, and they do whatever I have the people in the gym doing, and then if I have to modify things for them, I'll modify things, but... You know, right. like, like, why would I, why would I not like, I have, I think I only have eight people or so that, that do, that do the virtual, but that's still an, a revenue stream. So right. why, why would I take it away? Right. <laughs> so, all right. So give us a fight, give us a final word here, whatever, whatever it is that you want to share.
1: Um, <laughs> Wow. That's, that's like the hardest question of the whole hour. Um, <laughs> no, um, You know, I I just I I really want small businesses to succeed and thrive Um, and, you know, whether they find and I think every every small business needs a business coach and whether it is through an organization um, like score where they got business mentoring, um, whether it's through a paid business coach um, or whether it's just through um, joining a coalition like the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition where there's a group of people who are advocating for small business. Um, If small business owners want to succeed and thrive, that we all need to come together and we all need to work together and everyone needs some type of coaching. So um, that's, you know, my final, (laughs) final message is like every person needs a coach. Love it. And putting your, your website up here.
0: These people, who want to reach out to you, No risk of business performance.com. And uh, do, do
1: you offer a type of consultation or something? Yeah. Free 30 minute consultation. Um, you can talk about whatever issues they have and see how I can help them. And then um, you can also reach me Like it's Risk business performance. It's the same thing on Instagram. Um, I have a business performance podcast. I also have a sports performance podcast. Um um, neuro sports performance. Um and that I also have Instagram for that as well. So awesome. That's how I can be found. And then if you're a Rhode Island business listening in, think about joining the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. Yes. Also, yeah, I can put that one up here too. That's
0: uh what's RI Small see this is what way i like stream stream art because you can do funky stuff like this (laughs) (laughs) all right small all right so thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us and uh you know that's all that's all we got for now
1: all right thanks (laughs) thanks for having me rob appreciate it all
0: right my pleasure have a good day you too cheers all right bye
2: you've been listening to shut up and grind on twitter at rbf underscore fitness and on facebook at robert b foster till next time shut up and grind <laughs> b underscore foster on twitter at rbf underscore fitness and on facebook at robert b foster till next time shut up and grind